With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sleep Suplex Retweets. Well, let me talk to you. It's that time again. It's Saturday Draft Live. And this week, it's just me, Use. It's, uh, it's David Hockney here uh, doing uh, being the one-man band for Saturday Draft Live this week. Uh, you know, the rest of the guys have either got work commitments, holidays, family stuff going on. It's just life. Sometimes it just hits you like a ton of bricks. But the show must go on. And yes, so if this is your first time listening to Saturday Draft Live, uh, be sure to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or any good Android podcasting site. Uh, and just catch up with everything that's been going on with season 18 of Saturday Draft Live. But there is uh, a couple of things that I can't stand as part of this uh, as part of this show. Firstly, it's people who can't count. And then there's also people who are intolerant of other people's cultures <laughs> and the Dutch. <laughs> on that note, Tom Brock is here. Tom, how are you? I'm good, man. Uh, <laughs> I respect the amount of references you got in, in just that <laughs> intro. With the just me, Us and the the one man band, but I I had a feeling that the and the Dutch joke was coming. Uh, if I had a <laughs> if I had a pound for every time I've I've heard that, I would have had like twenty pounds, which which isn't that much, but it would be enough for a a good meal somewhere. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, the last time I spoke to you, we were at uh, Wembley for AW All Out All In. True, so it was true. uh it's been a it's been a while since we've last talked, but you know what I think. I'm just glad to see you made it home safely after what was that whole kerfuffle with the uh, oh, air traffic control. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I hope it's <laughs> going to be better uh, in two weeks' time because I'm actually going to be returning uh, this time to Glasgow uh, uh, in about nine or ten days. So, uh, brilliant. Hopefully, uh, we can meet up again. Uh, unfortunately, I'll be away on holiday at that point. So, uh, anyway, That's we're not here to discuss our we're not here to discuss our show social lives. This is a uh, true. It's a draft analysis show. We need to see who's who's been performing well. And Tom, we'll start off this week with the top three of the week. So third place, let me talk to you. Say his name, L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. 14 points this week for L.A. Knight. And, you know, with the return of the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, it looks like L.A. Knight, who is currently maybe, uh, Andy Mitchell's captain, uh, has basically been keeping him just about out of the relegation zone for most of the season. But it looks like he's entering a program with Roman Reigns now in the lead-up to Crown Jewel. But I just wanted to ask about LA Knight and this hype train he's been on for the last few months. Do you think this is reflective of his performance in the draft so far? 
I think he could have gotten way more points um, if, if he had more matches, but I think those will actually come. Uh, they, they will actually start coming now. Uh, I think Andy is going to be thankful to the heavens that uh, LA Knight is getting put into this program. He probably will lose against Roman, but leading up to it, he'll probably have a lot of matches that he will win. So maybe that might be the extra push he needs to stay away from relegation this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there is another point I want to talk about Andy's team, but we'll get to that when we get to the leaderboard. Uh, But this weekend, this week though, Tom, it's been all about two men, and that is the new undisputed WWE tag team champion. Second place this week, it is main event Jey Uso, 22 points with three successful title defences, uh, well, one title win at Fastlane against the Judgment Day, and then two defences on Raw and SmackDown, respectively, uh, against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and uh, A-Town Down Under. A-Town Down Under, what a name. <laughs> I know. But yeah, uh, Jey Uso, I think this is his first time in the top three in quite a while as a solo competitor, but obviously with the Usos now on separate brands. Do you think it was a bit of a... Jey Uso has been a bit of a slow burner this week, given that he missed the first few weeks of the season. True, true. Um, this will probably pick up some points for him. Um, I do find it weird that they make this whole deal about him going solo and then putting him straight into the tag team picture again uh, together with Cody Rhodes. But hey, it will uh, rank, rack up some uh, some good amount of points mm-hmm. for whoever has him. I don't know. That I have him, actually. <laughs> oh, actually. Well, congrats. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll probably be getting a lot of points off him. Oh, for sure, I don't sure, see yeah. them dropping it before the end of this draft season. Yeah, and let's talk about his tag team partner, Cody Rhodes, now. 24 points this week. Gary's captain. And what a week it's been for Gary's team, especially because uh, Gary was very much in relegation zone for the last uh, couple of weeks. But this has been a somewhat resurgence for, for Team Viscera and his captain, Cody. You know, because Cody's obviously been across all the programming of WWE this week. You know, he was on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Fastlane. Even if it was just for appearance points, you know, that's really, really um, contributed to saving Gary from the danger zone. Yeah, it's it's been a big week for Cody. Um, seeing the fact that Gary's now a good 15 points, I believe, off last place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's actually... You can actually kind of take a breather and then stop thinking about relegation and maybe even think about moving upwards if Cody keeps uh, getting points the way he has this week. Yeah, and with that win, Cody Rhodes has now entered the top 10 of the season as well. He's currently joint seventh with MJF and Chris Statlander on 53 points in total, but that's without the captaincy applied. So let's. Mm-hmm. So obviously Cody is Gary's captain, MJF is Callum's captain, and then Chris Statlander is obviously on Scott's team as well. So, But she's been racking up a fair few points as well. But um, So that's been our top three of the week. It's been a big scoring week, given that we had, obviously, Fastlane last week. And then there was Wrestle Dream uh, the week prior. So, yeah, it's all been, it's all been happening as of late. Uh, but we'll go on to the top, uh, top 13 of the leaderboard in the Contributors League. And we have a new participant in the relegation zone, 13th place. Callum Bennett, follow James Blair underscore one on Twitter, 154 points. He had an abysmal week with only four points scored overall. Oof. And then 
You know, yeah, second to last, though. I mean, a decent scoring week for Andy Mitchell, but the Glasgow University Cricket Club is just two points ahead of Callum on 156. Andy getting 31 points this week, most of which uh, was from LA Knight. And obviously, let's not forget LA Knight got a win on Fastlane as well, teaming with John Cena. So that obviously contributed to his score. Uh, 11th place, Ryan Dalgleish, Berrigetti, arms like spaghetti on 162. A solid week for him as well, 33 points, but... Still a bit to go to try and avoid that danger zone. Then we have the aforementioned Gary Kernahan, the top scorer of this week. 55 points for Team Viscera on now on 169.5 overall. And just half a point ahead of him, we have Ross McLeod, FTR's hole on 170. And just to be clear as well, Ross has now changed his team captain. He's changed it from FTR to Roman Reigns going forward. Smart decision, in my opinion. I mean... FTR, definitely the FTR souls were dropping the tag titles to Ricky Starks and Big Bill, he'll be thinking. So Yeah, uh, very odd, uh, very odd result. But yeah, but he did uh, he did say he was on last week and he did say he was planning to make a captaincy change. So it's not not unexpected. But 17 points uh for Ross's team this week, most of which uh, was Roman Reigns appearing five times on SmackDown this past week. So that's I think God that's damn. a very that's a very, <laughs> that's a very wise decision moving the captaincy to Roman Reigns. Uh, above him, seven and a half points ahead. We're moving into the like ninth place. No, sorry, eighth place now. We have Elliot Cantor with May Young's son, 177 and a half. The Listeners League winner, first round selector, 38 points overall. Mammy, of course, carrying his juggernaut of a team at this point. But he's hanging in there. Fair play to him, even though he was top of the table at some point in the season. Yeah, he is sliding down considerably. Mm-hmm. Then we have seventh place, Jack Graham, a million ways to fuck up the draft, 188 points. 34 points for him overall this week, but he's been a solid mid-card performer this season, even though he was in the top half uh, for a good while. I think he's starting to sort of drift down a little bit. But then it comes to yours truly, sixth place, it's myself with the West End Country Club, 189 and a half. The, the multitude of tag title victories for Jey Uso has really come through uh, for my team this week, but... Obviously, the captaincy still applied to Rey Mysterio, so possibly a missed opportunity with the, the captaincy there, but uh, it, it is what it is, unfortunately. Uh, you, still, you still could change it, but... No, no, I can't. I've already used it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I started with the Karushida, changed it to Rey Mysterio after Wembley. Oh, uh, fair enough, fair enough. You did move up quite a few places this week, haven't you? Mm-hmm, yeah, I was the second highest scorer, 47 points overall, so it's, uh, I think I went from 8th to 6th now, which is pretty good. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, but let's move to the top five. Uh, fifth place, Stephen Wilson with Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Thank you. <laughs> 197 and a half. Again, solid upper mid-carder performer this season, but uh, nothing quite yet to crack that 200-point mark. But, Tom, I think we need to give an applause to Grant McRobbie. Uh, Absolutely. He has broken the 200-point barrier with Roll to Draft. Basically selecting his team on D&D dice rolling. And we thought that was a very bold strategy, but it certainly paid off for him. He's he's broken the 200-point barrier. He's at the top end of the table. And I'm pretty sure this is like one of the highest scoring seasons he's had so far because of his team selection. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. If, If Matt Smith was the people's champion of last season, then Grant is the people's champion of this season. What a guy. What an absolute performance he's put in so far. Mm-hmm. I hope All he right. still cracks top three, though. Uh, yeah, me too. Well, 
nine points ahead of him, though. It's certainly doable. Nine points ahead of him. Third place, Scott McLeod, with the uh, <clears throat> team name redacted on 214 points. <laughs> uh, pretty poor week for Scott this week. Only 12 points, but still, still holding firm in third position there. Then we come to yourself, Tom. A yep. platypus? Perry the platypus on 243 points. 29 points for yourself this week. And I think it's safe to say you've had both a successful and frustrating season at the same time. Exactly, mate. That's that's perfectly put. It's uh, <laughs> it's it, it could have been so much more if, if Mox didn't get that concussion. That mm. is, has royally screwed me over. But yeah, uh, aside was, from that, it's been a good season. He was supposed to face Ray Phoenix this past week as well, but instead Orange yep. Cassidy ends up winning the title from him. Yep. You've been absolute pain. <laughs> you've been royally shat on this week, especially when you were closing in on our never-ending leader of the board. It's the David Campbell and Team Goat, who is currently thirty-three and a half points ahead of you, uh, two hundred and seventy-six and a half points. Not the biggest scoring week for for Team Goat, but twenty points in one week alone on a pay-per-view week is still still not too bad, all things considered. True, and, and they're still the the prospect of uh, the acclaimed defending those titles they have like three times a week. So mm -hmm. there's not there's not really any indication that he will start losing uh, losing points or anything. Mm -hmm. So I don't see anyone else but him winning it this this season. Yeah, with, uh, I say that with pain in my heart. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, one thing to note, actually, I forgot to mention one thing. Andy Mitchell's team, you know, even though he's second to bottom, Kevin Owens got drafted to SmackDown this past week as well. So that's potentially split up his oh, tag team. Oh, right. Hit, that split up his tag team of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So do you think this could be a potential relegation factor for Andy's team going forward? It could well be. He, he has to hope that LA Knight tracks him through this because... Losing uh, one of your picks is like a death note to uh, to your relegation chances. It's it's, mm. it's going to be tough, but he needs to hope that LA Knight pulls through. Yeah, fingers crossed uh, for Andy on this one. But we'll now move on to the the aforement the uh, the listeners league now. So I mean, it, somebody has to do it, and normally I would get my co-host to do it, but obviously Tom, you're a guest, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you off the hook this time and. Uh, I'll be the, the one-man band here. Good so, luck, mate. I'll be listening <laughs> in. <laughs> so for the Listeners League, our top scorer this week in the Listeners League is Alan Skinner with 65 points overall, largely contributed by his team captain, Cody Rhodes, getting three title wins across this past week and also a multitude of appearance points. Orange Cassidy as well, winning the AW International titles, contributed, plus Roman Reigns' five appearances on SmackDown has certainly boosted him up. But... He also has Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as his tag team. So that could potentially uh, hinder him a little bit in the same way it could potentially hinder Andy. But we'll go into the top five now. So we have uh, former winner Ross Brady with Karrion Crossco. He's now uh, on 282 points uh, this week. Then it's a bit of a gap here. We have 11 and a half points ahead of him. We have former winner Adam Callier with Reach for the Daily Stars, Climb Every Mountain Higher, 293 and a half. Third place, someone who's been consistently in the top five, Elora May with only Prins, 296 points. And then it's the, the two Johnnies back again, back at it again in the top two of the Listeners League standings. Jonathan Napier, back to the future endeavours, 330 and a half points overall. 
And then just a bit ahead of him, uh, 22 and a half points ahead of him, it is, uh, it is Johnny Adam with Dark Side of the Onion Ring. Uh, so we've been through Johnny Adam's team affair a couple of times, but he's being carried by his team captain, Dominic Mysterio, who currently is the highest scorer of the season so far on 73 and a half points without the, the captaincy applied. Uh, a good bit ahead of Rhea Ripley, the acclaimed, and the rest of Judgment Day as well. So about seven and a half points or so. So Dom Dom is uh, leading the season in terms of the, the top scorers. Uh, but let's not take away anything away from the acclaimed either. His tag team, the acclaimed, as you mentioned, Tom, regularly defending the trio's titles. That's keeping his team afloat as well. But let's not take anything away from Rey Mysterio either. You know, the highest scoring sixth round pick we've had in a long, long time. And one of the most frequently selected uh, superstar by the, the Listeners League competitors. Yeah, Rey Mysterio, for the fact that he is a sixth round pick, has been absolutely incredible. And the fact that he's currently a team captain uh, as mm-hmm. a sixth round pick is, is mind-blowing. But he's been doing well. And honestly, you love to see it. One of the greatest of all time. I love to see it because he's because he's in my team and I know <laughs> I, I had him down as a, I had him down as a, a safe round six bet in terms of appearance points, but he's been scoring massively as of late. We know with the uh, obviously the US title defenses here and there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mate. But yeah, great pick. Great pick. Let, now we do have an important update with the listeners' league cup because round one of the knockout stages has come to an end, and we now have a a defined defining bracket for the quarterfinals. So we have. Firstly, oh, would you believe it? The two top scorers of the Listeners League standings at the minute, Jonathan Napier and Johnny Adam, are going in the same bracket uh, for the quarterfinals. So basically, one of these two, particularly Johnny Adam, if, he keep, if Johnny Adam keeps this momentum going at the top of the table, then he could potentially be winning the Listeners League and the Listeners League Cup and be in the same place as Elliot Cantor. That would be wild. Mm-hmm. The other bracket, we have John Sly versus Lee McAteer. Uh, John is on 100, Lee is on 110. So quite a hotly contested contest uh, between those two there. So this could be interesting. Then we have Anthony Fitzpatrick going up against Ross Brady. Again, uh, Anthony Fitzpatrick eking out a win against Robert fucking Shaw by just a seven-point gap. Uh, and then Ross Brady beating Craig Forsyth with just an eight-point gap. So some very, very close uh, close scoring in those two brackets. And then our last bracket, we have Mike Nunn and against Adam Callier. Two very much one-sided performances from both those guys, but they're going up against each other there. Ah, oh, Matt so, Smith is out. No. Yeah, uh, Adam Callier defeated Matt Smith. And it was quite a trouncing. It was, uh, was 58-point difference Adam Callier was leading Matt Smith by. Breaks my heart. Mm, you hate to see it. But hate to see it. Anyway, listeners' league's done. Let's move on to your team, Tom. Uh, yes. You very, you very creatively named it Platypus. Perry the Platypus. <laughs> yeah, so, I was going to be boring and, and keep the same <laughs> name as I did last season, but then yeah. I saw uh, Stephen's brilliant team name, and I had to jump in on it. Um, uh, I've I've been waiting to actually sing the tune that is his team name on this show ever since this season started. So I'm glad I got to do his uh, team justice. This is your Adam Cole baby moment, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Excellent. Well, your t- as it stands, your team is Finn Balor, John Moxley, the Young Bucks, Bailey, Timeless Tony Storm, and the wise man, Paul Heyman. All of your team yep. are currently in double digits at the minute. 
Bailey just needs one extra point to break the 20-point gap, and then all of your team will have scored at least 20 points. You've, been, you've already switched your captaincy. You started out with John Moxley, uh, AEW International Champion, racking up a lot of defences, but then you switched to Finn Balor uh, after Judgment Day won the, the Tag Team Championships. I said this before, it's been a, a pretty successful yet frustrating season for you, Tom. How do you think your teams went so far? Uh, yeah, you pretty much summed it up perfectly. Um, John Moxley was looking to break me into the 200 mark all by himself, uh, like get 200, uh, 200 points on his own. But uh, then obviously the concussion happened and mm. I was trying to, I was still holding off to changing the captaincy because I had hoped that he would return quickly, but on uh uh, thanks to some advice from my fellow draft um, uh, members, I, I did decide to switch it up that week to Finn Balor, and I'm I'm glad I did. Uh, now, especially after uh, John Moxley returned, and uh, well, didn't actually return. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm happy I did that. But yeah, it's it's been unfortunate because I think if if he didn't get concussed, I he would have racked up at least five more title defenses for me. Mm-hmm. Um, which would have been massive. But Finn Balor has been a good captain um, uh, in his absence. Uh, is that a word? I, I yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm pretty happy with the, the uh, later draft picks. Um, I mean, I, ha- I think I'm not sure if I had the choice between the Bucks and the Acclaimed or the Acclaimed mm-hmm. were already taken by the point I choose the Bucks because I, I remember penning down three teams which were, yeah. which were FTR, the Bucks and the Acclaimed and if it I, I remember panicking when one of the three got picked and I think that was FTR yeah um, well, FTR so were, I, I made F- the, the wrong F- decision in that <laughs> no, FTR were a first round pick I think uh, and obviously Ross was ahead of you in the, in the draft selection so that was uh, I don't think there was anything you could have done about that but you did pick the Young Bucks in round three. The GOAT, David Campbell, picked the Acclaimed in round four. And it, because of the snake draft uh, selection, uh, he would I have chosen first. He would have chosen after you. Yeah. So, so I, I fucked up there. You, I yeah. Can't, can't you, deny it. You chose the Young Bucks over the Acclaimed. But then again, you know, were you really that confident about the Young Bucks potentially reclaiming the tag titles and maybe the Acclaimed not necessarily having as much success as they had with the trios titles? Yeah, I, I was really banking on the Bucks winning at Wembley, but they uh, they let me down. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I didn't have the acclaimed winning titles this season in my uh, in on my bingo card. Uh, so uh, yeah, fair play to the goats. Uh, <laughs> he, he got sixty points off of him if I'm not cor- uh, if I'm not wrong. Sixty six uh, at the minute. Sixty six. God damn. Yeah, that's that's the difference maker. Obviously, his captain has been incredible this season. Um, but if he if it weren't for the acclaim, then it would have still been um, a, a fair fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, nevertheless, I'm pretty happy with my later round picks, especially uh, my women's picks compared to his. Yeah, I've done so much better. I um, timeless Tony timeless Tony Storm has really sort of broken out on her own a little bit, you know, away from the the outcasts, and she's on twenty four points, so she's uh, sort of like in and around the same range as your score with the wise man Paul Heyman, who is your sixth round pick, and her appearance points alone has really, you know, been a good 
good support for your team a little bit outside yeah, of Balor was, and Moxley. It was a, a last minute pick because I, I I think my my original six round pick got uh, taken away from me like two picks before uh, it was my turn. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy with it, um, especially now that Adam Pierce is only going to be uh, making appearances on Raw from now on. So that's good. Um, yeah, and Tony Storm. I was so worried when uh, when Tony lost uh, the title to Sheeta, uh, but still I picked her, knowing that she would rack up appearance points. Then I was worried again after Wembley because she uh, was stepping away from the Outcasts, which would mean less appearance points. But luckily, that wasn't the case. She became timeless. Tony Storm has been racking up some good points for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if Bailey could stop losing so many matches, that would be great too. But <laughs> she, she won this past week against Zelina did Vega. She, did she actually? I didn't even guess. Yes. That. That's great. Nice. That's great. Then hopefully she will start a winning streak now because it's about <laughs> fucking time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I hope yeah. She, she breaks 20 points as well. Uh, I, I've got a good, well-rounded team. Uh, hopefully the... Hopefully Moxley will return soon. Uh, yeah, I might make a late charge for the title, but I, I'm not banking on it. You have a, you do have a very good, well-rounded team. You know, both all your participants are doing their part, uh, and you've got a really good split between WWE and AEW selections. But one question I do have for you about future seasons is that: Have you ever thought about dipping back into the NXT pool a little bit, or was there anything about NXT this season that you thought? Mm, that seems a bit risky. I'm just going to stick with w- with the main roster, WWE and AEW. Yeah, I, I'm only dipping back into it, NXT if, if I can get one of the big players there. Um, it's just one show a week and potentially a pay-per-view every now and then is not enough for me, considering that a lot of the main roster talent from WWE and AEW appear on multiple shows a week. Um mm. It's it's just not my my thing unless I can get one of the big boys like Carmelo Hayes or uh, Dirty Dom, who's obviously on the main roster as well. Mm-hmm. Then uh, then I'll pick them. But if if one of those is not available, then I'll stick to uh, AEW and uh, main roster WWE. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, story of uh, Platypus Penny the Platypus is it's been a. A very solid performance season. It's just been hit by hit by rotten luck. Uh, yeah, not not quite the Godfather, but you'll have to settle for uh, for second place uh, for now. Around. For, for now. now, yeah. I mean, the the season's still a month long. I think. Yeah, you've got we've got up until Survivor Series, which is the end of November. Crown Jewel still around the corner as well. Well, if John Moxley decides to not be concussed anymore, then I might still have a chance. If not, then congratulations to the GOAT, David Campbell. Um, <laughs> it's been a good season and, uh, yeah, I, I had fun nonetheless. Oh, uh, well, well, we'll hope you stick around for next season regardless. Oh, you know what? We're absolutely. talking about, wait, wait, hang on. We're talking about as if it's the end of the season. We're, we've still got a month to go. Like, where's that, where's that drive that, you know, is going to push you to the the top of the table even if you don't win the season you can still nip at the goat's heels I mean if if Mox returns then I'll I'll start believing again because he's a big point scorer um, but I'm being realistic here if Mox doesn't uh, return in two weeks max then I'm not gonna be pushing for uh, a 35 point something gap um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be happy to to stay well clear of Scott and Grant 
Um, and yeah, if if he does return, then he, you'll see me uh, acting up in the chat. You best believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's all depending on whether Mox returns because Finn Balor will get some good points, but he won't be in, uh, the the sole man to um, to carry me to victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, that's uh, that's all we've got time for on this episode of Saturday Draft Live. First of all, Tom, thank you very much for for filling the gap that my co-host, some unfortunately, left me in. Thank you for having me, mate. You yeah. feel you've done very well on your own. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and um, thank you all to the listeners for tuning in as well. If you like what you hear, be sure to visit our back catalogue, Spotify, iTunes, and all good Android podcasting sites. Be sure to follow us as well on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Suplex Retweet. Join our community page. Uh, we have had an episode of Central released this past week. And on Friday, we also released our first feature show in quite a while, where we discuss the life and career of the late, great Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. So be sure to tune into those. Get involved with our community page. Get involved with our big questions. We would love to hear from you. But for myself, David Hockney, this is me being the one-man band on Saturday Draft Live, and we will see you next time. Yeet! Hello. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.